call is being recorded. Hi, Chioma here. And I'm Mita. We're cousins and good friends who decided to turn our hours-long weekly phone calls into a podcast. Come into the room. Our open conversations are now open to you. In partnership with our friends at Yawa, this is Are You Me? Somebody who looked to be black said, well, Kamala is not a black woman. She is Indian or yeah. South Asian or whatever rubbish that person said. And then, I mean, people were commenting like, what? Like, her father is Jamaican. I'm clearly, I'm sure that that's like... She's black. Black. To set the scene a little bit, this conversation that we were having was right after the Biden and Harris win. And I was telling Nita about a comment I had seen on an influencer's page where this person was making the argument that Kamala Harris isn't actually black. Uh, oh, and by the way, we realized that we m- mispronounced her name a few times here, but we wanted to put some respect on her name. So <laughs> the real pronunciation of her name is Kamala. Got it? And then anyway, this person wanted to, she's really doubled down on her stupid stance of she's South Asian and she's not black or whatever. But she's black like, and she's South Asian. Like, if, right. Like if you're going to isolate that like, this person is only this one thing, like, most people actually be like, it's usually they go with where the father is from, but you, because of your stupid hill to die on, you've decided that, oh, again, I'm not saying it's right, I'm not saying it's right, I'm saying like, but most people, it's like, that's what they would do, right? But because of your own stupid hill to die on, like, you said that, oh, let's say that she's, like, you really want to be like, oh, no, she's not that. Or even add on, or even add on, like, if you were to identify it by the way people identify, like, Kamala Harris has called herself a black woman, she attended she went, she went to, to an HBCU. HBCU. she's a member of a black sorority like what's the do you first from her black the first black sorority no yeah, less like well no yeah she's an AK right? yeah yeah like i was just thinking the AKs or delta are the first the AKs are the first like it's ridiculous and then it goes again people do the same thing right with, with president obama oh he's not black yeah. he's not the first black president he's whatever and i'm just like i mean yeah sure we are, I have a problem with like people i don't know what's the word i'm looking for is it minimizing or just kind of placing people in the one Placing multiracial people in the one racial mm-hmm. box, especially if a one race, especially box. if they don't do it to themselves, right? Yeah, or even like for example, Halsey, right? Can't really be out here being like, "Oh, I'm black," because people want to be like attack her because her dad is black, right? But she passes as white. Yeah. And so, but she identifies as a black woman. Um, and <laughs> can even I say even, I do find that one quite complex? Because she passes as white? Yeah. I really do. I mean, but is it her fault that she's white? I'm not saying that she can't do that she's black. I think that there's some... I think there's, like... I don't think there's anything with her identifying as black and being acknowledged, like, uh, calling herself a black woman. I think there is just something to be said for how you occupy space as a white passing person in, in an American context, it's just... No, I get what you're saying, but I don't think she's trying to take away space no, no, from no, no. women who look black. That, that's not what... This woman just wants to be able to say... Speak that as a black woman without people, like, jumping out of me, like, Wait, like, what leg do you have? But even it even goes beyond that. It's, like, the idea, like, people want to kind of take that away from her. Like, she is a black and a white woman. Like, yeah. she 
like that's her identity like you cannot 100%. just erase her blackness because she happens to be white passing especially when it's not as if she's intentionally distancing yeah. like we know some of some white person people who we know some people who are not even white person that intentionally just <laughs> exactly but i, but I, exactly. But I say that i say that. that to say that there's i remember so there's um some like as as part of um inclusion and diversity conversations in my workplace right there's an event that's coming up and it said that the event is open to people who identify as black. And I think the only reason I push back on some of these things is part of a big part of a lot of black experiences is not having the opportunity to identify. Right. Mm. Like your identification in blackness is great and cool and important and an expression of it. But there's actually a huge aspect of blackness that has nothing to do with your identification a lot of africans talk about this when they first move to places like america but they realize they're black for the first time right no mm-hmm. they never identified they are identified as and treated as such there's a reason why people who are in their in the in their racism bag will say don't treat me like a black person they're not telling you to not treat them like a person who identifies as black there's an experience that black people who are viewed as black by others get to have. And that is where this Halsey stuff enters, right? There's a black experience that is very much about not your identification, but what people see, like yeah. your literal color of your skin. And if your literal color of your skin is not highly melanated, you're having a different experience. So I think that's where... But from my experience of her, it's not as if... Yeah, no. Or it's not as if I really follow her. But it's not as if she's come no, out no, here no, to, no, like, no. speak on certain issues. Right, like, this woman is just she's, doing the most she mundane says, things. She says all the right where, things as well. Like, she has the Yeah, right and people, like, attack well. her all the yeah, time. like silly. No and I'm just like, she her. is she's black, black and she is white. Like, white. no... This is like this it's idea of making biracial people make a choice. It's even, like, when certain biracial people also say... I'm um, biracial. Maybe when biracial don't call, yeah, right. And then they don't come to the term black. Especially again when they are more black passing. Black people want to crucify them. And I'm just like, why do you have to have to ask them to pick a side of their identity? Yeah. But I, I like, think does that make sense? It, I do think with America in particular, because this argument isn't the same in the in the UK. Like in the UK, mixed race as a category is a very no well known, common, standard, accepted. Like there's actually not as much of that conversation around like you need to claim to be black da, da, da. like there's mixed race well acknowledged biracial and then there's black it's a very american thing that obviously comes from that history of the paper bag test the one drop rule the one drop all rule. those issues yeah. so it's like there's it's the same way like other places have their own like south africa where they refer to certain people as colored which mm-hmm. and and not in an offensive way as like an actual identifier of like okay these are people who um are the product of you know like i think it's specifically um just like i don't know if it's just specifically lighter skinned or specifically um yeah it's like specifically biracial people who are like lighter skinned black people who in many cases get like separated from black families Trevor Noah does a, obviously the, a way better job than I could ever do of explaining it in his mm-hmm. book. 
but there's that even in Nigeria how I don't know what I don't even know what the proper terminology is now but for the longest time it's just half yeah, cast what do we call them half cast, half cast yeah which is not like it's not actually offensive in yeah, the Nigerian, in Nigerian context, context I guess in the world it's very offensive in other contexts it definitely is especially because like Nigeria we don't have a caste system like, Nigerians even say like proudly yeah 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 no but it's like, like it's like half caste is offensive when you have a caste system which we actually don't so yeah. well evil people kind of okay. do okay well with the osu the osu but, and the, but, then, the, but then they have the, the their own words for that like the actual general yeah word I has yeah. no but context. it is a caste system yeah, yeah. if you're going yeah. to find an english word for it that's what it i is. mean i would say there's no there's no national caste system in nigeria yeah 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 so um yeah like i think some a lot of these things i'm just able to be like I get them because I'm like, by the time you start digging into some of the cultural context of certain things, you're like, like I get that. Okay, but again, it's, it's quite un- like, if you are, we are out here rejecting all the, whatever our slavery, you don't want to be called certain things. Why are you holding onto this one drop rule with, a, with all of your energy and strength? I, it's and not I the holding, like, if, but I don't you feel like, I do think there's an element, there's a for us against us element when it comes to being black in America and wanting to know who's for you and wanting to know who's against you. Even in like, when white people, I where white people would like marry a black person in some of these, you carry your bags and you move to the black side of the neighborhood because to the black side of the city because you're not accepted in the white, in the white settings. There's a history of all or nothing when it comes to this stuff, and yeah. and and I think you have to. We, we just have like, to change. Yeah, right it. now it's the growing pains time of that evolving of of you know your black. Your two, your black and white um, couple, not being like some kind of os- necessarily ostracized group, right? Like they get to exist in community, and they're allowed to exist. So the kid can now proudly claim both sides because they've gotten to experience and participate in both sides. For a long time, like that wasn't happening. You, somebody, two, two people from different races get together. That kid is getting raised as the one race that yeah, but, accepts but I, I, them, right? I hear that, but like, I'm like, even now the kids are getting to experience both sides, but somehow then they go out into society, and society is telling them to somehow then turn their yeah. back on one of the but sides. But I don't, I don't like, think, and I, I think that that's like, that's happening. But there's also so many voices that are going against that. I think I don't hear those you, voices you loud enough. Vo- in you this don't hear voices of US, people. America. Like to me, there's so much conversation around biracial identity and, and affirming biracial identity happening in the world today. Maybe I haven't been paying attention, but I don't. Those voices are not quite as loud as the other voices of people always trying to be like, "Oh, she never does what for black. Oh, she she's biracial, yeah. but now she's, I think the I'm critical. Like, but that's the internet. That's guys. the internet for you. The critical voices and the people with all their opinions and all their hearts, yeah. like they they get to they get to be the loudest. But I actually think a lot of what's happening is like evidence of just the growing pains of community and like society evolving on that matter where you're going to still hear a lot of that, but we're, st- we're on a journey to, like, the more people are out there speaking about it, speaking about the complexities, speaking about, like, their identity and all of that, the more... And also, I think there's an element to which, like, we're also in this place where we're being a lot more, or we're growing to be more affirming of the names that people call themselves. Like we're literally mm-hmm. in that, in the middle of that, in all areas from LGBT to race. Like 
right obviously there's still a lot of voices saying oh i'm not going to call this person this i'm not going to call this person that but there's a lot of people who, every day who are learning like oh this person wants to be called this this is what their identity is this is what they represent and taking that on bit by bit so i think we'll just go we'll go more in that direction it's just like that that in between struggle of like where do things stand the old and the new the complications and i think every time it, it mm. bubbles over a lot especially with race stuff because in america you're never you're never too far away from another example of how black people are treated you know horrifically which there's yeah. no way that when you have these experiences your sensitivity to like okay are you with us are you about this or are you not like your sensitivity to that stuff just goes through the roof in a way that other cultures aren't necessarily dealing with like yeah i mean maybe this is just one of those things where as someone who did not grow up in the u.s mm-hmm. it's just one of those black american experiences things that i just will never get mm-hmm. because there's no i've just never gotten this particular mm-hmm. situation this one i've never understood it yeah. i remember watching a documentary where this girl and her sister they um they're biracial but I think their mom left at a pretty young mm. age. So they actually ended up gr- growing up with their father who is white. And pretty much that was the side of the family they were really exposed to. So the older daughter, um, she is she looks 100% black. Mm. Her hair does not look like the typical biracial mm-hmm. hair. Her hair is like type 4. Type 4 hair is the hair type that is most closely associated with very tight, coily or kinky hair. So, I will say it's the hair that very highly melanated black people usually have. She just looks like a black girl, period. Her younger sister looks more biracial. Mm. But this girl, again, as somebody who has... She was, like, in high school, middle school, something like that. Like, as somebody who was, like, again, grown up with just the white side of her family. In school, because she looks black, like, everyone always wants to... Like, everyone names her and points her as the black girl mm-hmm. right kind of and on forms and things like that i think she was like applying to universities i think like, yeah, i guess she was in high school but there was no i think biracial was not a, really a thing on those mm-hmm. forms back then you know the forms gone they've just kind they're of just changed up. them lately well they're still behind yeah so it wasn't really a thing and so she really struggled but people kept thinking she was just like denying her black identity meanwhile she had the, her best friend is like egyptian who is always out here trying to very much claim her blackness mm. and be like, oh, look at me, I'm African, I'm black. Like, but people are like, nope. and this, nope. I think this is where <laughs> black is actually such a. There's that complexity of like, mm. you're telling us that okay, identity is based on how you identify, but when it comes to black, it really isn't. Like, let's just all be very, very frank and honest. My blackness is something that I can choose to claim and grasp. But whether I choose to claim and grasp it or not, somebody will still call me the N-word off of looking at my melanated skin. They didn't ask me first. They don't ask me first whether I identify as black. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to have an experience. When it comes to race, you're having an experience based on what people see. So she's she's darker skinned or she has, you know, um, type four hair. Whether she has a whole lifetime of being growing up with her white side of her family, da 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 da, da on road, 
it's n word still like it's yeah and yeah so that was like her struggle and i could really just like empathize because she didn't call herself black and her classmates and you know kids are terrible like they all just kind of thought she was like doing this this, yeah 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 and so the whole pot like documentary was kind of her coming to terms with that and blah 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 meanwhile her younger sister who actually looks biracial that one is out here wanting everybody to call her black (laughs) (laughs) but i also think you can even see how that happens because if you're a darker skinned person your experience of blackness is a lot more challenging in many cases than a lighter skinned person right Mm -hmm. so i can even understand that she she probably from what you're describing it makes more sense that she would have had an experience of blackness that she has more resentments towards that makes her even desire more to be associated with her white identity. Mm. Like, yeah. while her sister might have been experiencing blackness from a more fun and games being the kind of ideal, the standard of beauty within that, you know, mm-hmm. of course you're going to lean in when, for you, it's a positive experience. So that's why, like, Actually, the more we get into some of these conversations around identity, like, the more I'm like, I think around other things, it can be a little bit different. Things that, things where you, the, 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 your identity isn't based on how you look. But yeah. when it comes to race, I'm like, it is pretense to suggest that you're black because you identify as black. Yeah. I, you know, I definitely I agree with that. I'm not disagree. Oh no, I, I, I think just in where, the part that I'm just my general takeaway on the t- subject is just if people are biracial, please do yeah, not force please them. Please allow them to to experience and express the fullness of their identity. Ex- uh, their identity exactly, and don't demonize them for saying exactly yeah. that they are two things or whatever. However, we want to put yeah. say that they I are. I even right? feel like, like it's unfortunate that the positioning of it suggest this halfness because yeah. like h- you, human beings aren't really ever half anything like yeah. that's not how stuff works like there's when you have a when you come from a, a you know a family of from two different nationalities like you're not half one and half the other you are both of those things like mm-hmm. quite holy like you are a citizen of France and a citizen of Spain entirely, you know? And I think that's part of the issue of like, there's a measuring that takes place and like, you can't, Mm -hmm. you can't stop put, you can't put numeric values on identity. Like it just doesn't work like that. Um, And there's going to be complexities and like, of course someone who's biracial has certain privileges and things that they can lean into and ways that they can hide away and ways that they can be more present or like you you that's one of the things that you get is like to me it's it's it can be hurtful when wielded negatively but in many cases it's the same way like if you're from two countries you speak two different languages when when you are in this space and that's the language of dominance. You get to access, navigate in that language. And in another space, you get to I mean, navigate again, in the other language. This like, kind of privileges exist yeah, in everything, exist right? In like, everything. We've talked about it in terms of like, if you're a conventionally attractive person, mm-hmm. you get treated in ways that other people don't. Yeah. It's just what it is. <laughs> and I think that's where like, I think the conversation does 
where where people are trying to push the conversation to a lot of the time is like acknowledging your privilege and hopefully like using your privilege to empower the group <laughs> that is you know less privileged yeah. um and i think yeah. that's a challenge it's just a, it's it's just a challenge and some of it is some of it is is resentment some of it can even be envy all of these feelings are valid like if as a darker skinned black person you're looking at people who are lighter skinned or bi- biracial and just being like okay so you now get to exist as a black person in the full identity of blackness and then you get all these privileges of being lighter or, or of the proximity to whiteness like that mm-hmm. makes sense how that would rub somebody the wrong way again mm-hmm. just important to check yourself and or, and not generalize like because again you don't know when somebody has an individual story like the story you mentioned of like this is if you listen to somebody's story about like how they how they feel the way they feel and how they're navigating their identity it would be really really challenging to paint any kind of broad brush right because it's such yeah. an individual experience happy black history month <laughs> Yes, to everyone in the United States and in Canada. Yes, actually, Black History Month is in October in the in the UK, to my knowledge. Yes, so, that is correct. So we go again then and celebrate yep. Black, which we should be celebrating Blackness more often. And also, right. I'm not fully understanding why we have like two of the of my less favorite months. Like Black History Month should definitely be June. Or July, or so pop in summertime. <laughs> the summertime. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no. It's obviously being black is fun. I wouldn't trade it for anything. But that does not mean that there aren't so many difficult and complex aspects to it. That is correct. And we dig into this conversation. Of course, like we know that this is a tricky conversation to have but this is just the opinions that we have so if you disagree or anything or you have thoughts like just please let's hear it um, yeah and feel free to educate become... us i think yes, i think that's please. a big one feel free to educate us some of what we talk about like we're nigerians in our different settings so we talk about some of the black experiences of other dem- like other black groups and yeah. we are not going to be as informed as people who have those lived experiences. So exactly. if we're wrong, tell us. And if you can educate us in some way, feel free to do that, please. It's welcome. Yes. We're here to learn. Always open. We, yeah, we love it. So just please let us know all of it. Yeah. I think the thing that I was curious about from people is just, we talked a lot about the idea of self-identification. So I'd like to hear from people whether the racial identity that you have is something that you felt like you got to self-identify as like to choose or something that was actually placed on you and you had to then embrace because um, those can be two very different journeys i think no exactly i mean we talk about being black but the truth is we didn't realize we were black until we moved out of our birth countries right yeah. and so in that sense it was something that was assigned right and so it would be curious to kind of know what that experience is for you what has been for you yes but to our black brothers and sisters hope you're basking in the awesomeness of your melanin yes <laughs> yes king yes queen yes, king. all of yes. it <laughs> yes king yes queen and yes regular 
plebs too. Because no, 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 no. Please, please. For I'm just a regular. Mod, I'm a regular. Re- I'm a regular no, no, black no, no. person. For Black History Month, you have to work in the in the royal. No, please, That's I'm what regular. We're doing all month. I'm regular. In fact, actually, I want to hear people's thoughts on this king queen thing too. <laughs> Oh, well, it's been it's been um, edifying because I think that's what I'd say, like I really like interesting and edifying to hear your thoughts on this. I feel like I learned yeah. a lot. Well, I had a lot of thoughts, so yeah, this was great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, till till our next chat, hey. Hey, I love you. I love you. Thanks so much for listening. Are You Me was created by the two of us. It's edited by our sister Misha and produced by our friend Falaran in partnership with Yawa. We love you guys. The music was produced by the incredible David, AKA Dalet. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when we drop a new conversation. And if you liked what you heard, give us all the stars and a good review. And also tell a friend to tell a friend. We'd love to hear from you. Follow us at Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can also send us an email at areyoumepodcast at gmail.com. We send out periodic newsletters with fun bonus content. Sign up on our website at ayumipodcast.com. Take good care of yourself. Till next time, this has been Are You Me? Me?